Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. I love to smell a great pump in the morning. Oh, you know that gasoline smell? It smells like... Victory. Welcome to Goyfire. We'll be talking about Bang Bang Vang being sentenced. Hail transferred to Florence, Colorado. Hate comes to Kirksville. TNB and TJB. Back to our top story tonight. Bang Bang Vang is sentenced in Hunter Massacre Trial. A Wisconsin jury has found Chai Soy Bang, 36, guilty of six counts of first-degree intentional homicide and three counts of attempted homicide. After rejecting his they-were-white-racist defense argument, the jury deliberated about three hours before reaching its verdict. If Mr. Vang was white, it would probably take more time, said Chu Lee in an AP interview. Lee is owner of Hamang Times, a newspaper in Vang's hometown of St. Paul. Lee Powell Exang, director of the Center for Hmong Studies at Concordia University in St. Paul, told AP that he hoped the case will prevent whites from making derogatory comments in the future, adding Hmong people will probably arm themselves more. It's pretty brazen, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. The, the Jews have taught me that I was noticing this week in several cases. For instance, they, they, they've been taught by the long, long leftist drift and, and, and teaching media, teaching Jewish media and intellectuals and lawyers. It just runs the gamut. Essentially, what to say to pigeonhole their various uh, groups' interests or their best case, best left foot forward, you might say, in, in court. For instance, Vang said, oh, what could I do, you know, I... They were such haters, I just had to shoot out. I was afraid for my life. Uh, there was another case this week uh, in which uh, U.S. military Spick had been importing cocaine. While part of the effort to fight drugs in Colombia, he and his other Spicks were importing the cocaine. When he went to court, he said he had to do it because his little girl's foot, you know, as if uh, free U.S. military medical is not enough. He had to take care of his little girl's foot. And then there was the case of the uh, Muslim caught with a uh, pilot's uniform and a, and a DVD on how to look and assume the character of a pilot and so forth. Uh, this fellow claims, uh, my school is everything to me. So in each case, these minorities are, are taught by the constant bombardment, the teaching, leftist teaching Jews media on what to, uh, it's as if they adopt what, these mythologies, these false mythologies that whites have in their mind about the various group, put that in their case. The same way our niggers would say, oh, you know, the, the bitch wanted it so bad, you know, uh, it was consensual sex. Yeah, I'd say their default position is blaming whites. I mean, it seems to me you've got a little four-foot-tall mong who's on the wrong property that he's not supposed to be on, and he shoots, you know, these six people, and it's treated as though he is the offended party or he's the aggrieved party. 
This is about as clear-cut a case as you're going to find. The little four-foot-tall colored thing is the guilty party, and the whites are innocent, and there is no other way to put it. But since we live in an environment that is completely defined by Jews called the proposphere, uh, they treat it, uh, the, they do their typical journalese, they slip into the passive voice, oh, this horrible incident, why did it have to happen? Well, I guarantee you the whites would have been the agents if the whites had been shooting at six Hmong and, and dropped them where they, uh, where they stood. But yeah, this little, this little guy is poaching and, uh, the whites are made to seem that they're the guilty party and that he has the right to be aggrieved and he has the right to shoot them if he feels disrespected. They don't quite say that, but that sort of feeling colors and tinges everything that you read that comes out about this. And, oh, it's a clash of cultures, you know. It's never a clash of cultures when they come here. And, you know, in, in the, looking at some background stuff for this, we see Bang said somewhere, he said, well, you know, I come here, I know, I know feel free to practice my, uh, my animism, my, my ritual, you know, it's not, it's not looked on as a good thing in America. So this little fucker lives in a, a little suburb, and, and he's unhappy because he can't sacrifice animals in his front yard without people looking at him funny. We are fucking insane to let the Jews control our country and bring these things in here to mix with us and shoot us while they're invading our own property. And this is crazy, and it's written up by these, these, these idiotic people out of state journalism schools, like the whites or the guilty party. You know, this has very real-world effects. I mean, this, this is basically telling these minorities that you can get away with damn near anything because the media will cover for you. I know a lot of the people who are reading this story, when you say the purpose and so forth, Alex, quite clearly, in a lot of people's minds, that element plays uh, foremost, especially, I'm sure, women and the young. They perceive it. Well, you know what? These guys probably were racist because we all know white people are the worst racist, and, and we all know racism is the worst sin. They've created a fictional world and populated mm -hmm. it with stock characters. I mean, the very definition of stereotypes. And mm -hmm. it's just that their stereotypes, in the, in the real world, stereotypes are based on element of truth. Like blacks are, are blacks cause crime. Yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody says that about blacks because it's basically true. But they create like. Rural, urban, rural white people are really dangerous and nasty and uncivilized. That's just not true. I mean, go out and meet them. I mean, they're, they're people who are responsible. They hunt deer. They're respectable. They know what they're doing with their guns. They're careful. They stay on their own property. Well, the hunting deer, uh, I saw one of the Freepers, when they talked about all this, uh, this case, the guilty verdict, uh, the Freepers were saying, well, one fellow said, uh, he was glad it was over because the whole thing, the whole incident was giving, giving deer hunters a bad name. <laughs> Wisconsin deer hunters? What is he talking about? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in an I mean, interview with Reuters, defense lawyer Stephen Cohn said the hunter's anger at Vang was driven by racial prejudice. Yeah, Vang was called the most disgusting words that one human being can say to another. How is he to react to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? Minorities have been taught in this country ages that their best defense is to put forward their left foot forward, their Jew-speak uh, teaching that has been falsely uh, adopted into the white mind. In this case, oh, they call me one fucking gook. Uh, what are I going to do? I was very, I'm very scared. So, uh, again, look, the minorities do this constantly. The, the, the standard nigger defense in many cases of rape is, oh, you know, she really wanted it because, uh, you know, I'm a black man. Everybody knows we black men are real virile. And uh, so th they often put that forward. And, and juries believe that. In this case, by the way, the jury was uh, 
predominantly female, and, and they had changed venues, and they worried uh, that they actually might have quit them. I'm sure that's why Juke Cohn uh, challenged uh, all the males to try to get white females on there, but it didn't work. How did these Hamang get in the United States in the first place, and in Wisconsin, of all places? Well, supposedly a lot of them were brought here uh, post-Vietnam when Vietnam fell, and they, they were our allies, mercenaries in, in uh, Laos and Cambodia, I guess. 180,000 of them? I don't know what the stat is per family, but it, I think it's higher than Mexicans, isn't it? 100%. With 100%. a 60% unemployment rate. Huh, that, that's amazing. And, and what, is that, what does that mean in real terms, unemployment rate? That means that they're living off some form of government welfare. So we are yet again paying yet another minority population to displace us. And, you know, <laughs> and, and not just by shooting our hunters, but simply by crowding us out of our own land. I mean, these are utterly strange foreign people who want yeah, to... Yeah, among think the jungle, uh, Wisconsin Woods, is there, is there a jungle, to a primeval jungle they can roam anywhere, and they've had constant conflicts. And, in fact, there have been a string of murders up there that have been unsolved involving just such incidents, which essentially they believe that the Hmong or, or, or Hung or whatever they're pronounced are up there hunting it's, whites. Yeah, essentially it's open Hmong. season on whites, not a deer season. Yeah, it's yeah. Hmong, like Hmong bean, I believe. Although mm. it's funnier to pronounce it Hmong, and, and I don't really care how it's supposed to be pronounced. I'm going to pronounce it the way that's funniest, for that is my standard. Well, I think what, that, uh, well, I wait, that. I, there's, a, there's a couple points I wanted to make on that. In the Jewish Hollywood puts out this meme that, like, whites must always be super careful lest they offend minorities. And if they ever do breach, in, you know, venture into that forbidden territory, the minorities have the right to do basically everything but kill them. I mean, I, right. I remember one particularly ludicrous movie about two competing sets of cheerleaders from uh, different high schools, and one's a black one from, you know, like Compton, and the other one's a white one from somewhere in Orange County. The white team steals the black team's cheers and does them the, the, their, themselves, and, and just at one point, in, which in itself is inherently ludicrous, like whites need, need to steal choreography from blacks. But at one point, the white girls go into Compton or wherever it is, uh, the sleazy part of Southern California, and then... They get into a little altercation with some of the blacks. They leave, and they're like, oh, we we're just lucky they didn't beat us up for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> and and that, that's just typical of how Jews play things. Like, we're, we're lucky when they don't attack us. We mm -hmm. owe we're guilty for 400 years of slavery. That's always dragged out. That video, that video Stan uh, uh, put up of this guy swinging a steel pipe at my bins and, and through my window... Some guy posted it on our board, Camaro 57, I believe it was. I haven't seen him around in a while. And he said, well, what did you do to provoke that? I said, what the fuck? The guy said, tempted murder. What did I do to provoke it? What do you think? I was popping him with a 9mm or something? Or, come on. And, and this is... I mean, that's, that's very directly parallel yeah. to the bank thing because they act like, hey, the hunters are going out to hunt on their own damn land. Okay, they, they're not in any way the guilty party, and these people who write the papers are some of the sorry sons of bitches in the world. They're not even Jews, most of them. They're just fucking morons who perpetuate lies and, and act like... It's, it's kind of a perverse form of Christian moralizing that has taken hold of the newspapers. And like, yeah, the coloreds are always right. Oh, we always got to help them. Mm -hmm. The poor little niggers with their 2000 and we'll get into that later, you know, with their multi-thousand-dollar benefits card that they're buying handbags with. Yeah. Well, listen, Alex, you get out there with these people. They're absolutely frightening. Most of these people just avoid them. Some of us are out there either doing political activism. And I'm telling you, these people are frightening. They will attack you at the drop of a dime. And, and they don't think anything of it. And they're fucking armed. The guy's like, they're like 20 years old. They're animals. It's yeah, no well, joke. It's serious stuff. You, it's life you know, and death. 
Craig and Aegis, I mean, I don't believe the Hmong have any notion of private property. I mean, this is a jungle-dwelling no. tribe. No. They don't have this sense of this is your land. They know, uh, they know it in the U.S., but among themselves, I mean, they're sacrificing animals. They don't have They're running around the hills. Hmm. I mean, for Christ's sake, it's an Asian tribal hill people. God only knows what they actually do. I don't think they really even have a language. They're not a written language, but... The point is, well, that, look, I know Vietnam vets, and I'm sure White Will and some of them know these guys, uh, the mountain yards, and, and, and these people, they, they would uh, essentially, you know, put skulls on petards. You know, you, you yeah. sometimes write about that on the board. Well, these guys literally did it, Alex. Yeah. This is what they do. Yeah. And they, and also, I believe, just as parenthetically, I believe there's quite a number of them in North Carolina because there's also that kind of hilly region mm-hmm. that they like, and they, they usually mention as Wisconsin, Minnesota, and California are the three places, but I know there's a lot of them in North Carolina, too. Mm-hmm. But one one slightly broader point I wanted to make on that is it's not just Hmong, but any minority, like blacks. Our legal system was not built for those people, and our legal system is no more universalizable than our, than our Constitution. I guess they're really kind of parts of the same thing, but the Constitution really only applies to white people in a particular circumstance. It doesn't apply to anybody across the board, including Africans and Asian tribes from the hills of Laos. And, and, that's, and that's why you see the system breaking down. Because unless, someone is, unless the people are basically law-abiding in character, our system where you're innocent until proven guilty won't work. The only thing that will work is basically martial law, because the minute you take the cover... Like we saw at Katrina in New Orleans, the blacks are running around like things under a rock. And yet in these interesting times in which we live, most whites are still yet denying that the system is in fact breaking down. And, and it's just amazing. I mean, you see people who go down there and try to help them. I saw an interesting thing today that somebody forwarded me, and you know, he, he's handing stuff to people getting off the bus, and I say people, but they're just you know black manimals. And, and gee, we don't want that water, man. You got some of that beer? You know, they want beer. They want malt liquor. They don't want to help. I mean, he said maybe 20% of them are grateful, 70% of them are more or less hostile. Yeah, they consider and the word thank you a weakness, I think. They don't want to help themselves. They're dumb. They're violent. They're nasty. They're ugly. All they do is take from us. What do they ever do for white people? Why should white people care a damn about a bunch of niggers, whether they're in Africa or whether they're in New Orleans? They aren't fellow. And hateful and dangerous. Don't leave those out. They sure are. I mean, we've already seen reports of them raping retarded girls and eighteen-month-old uh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and California really won out on that uh, Hamong airlift air bridge book people import. And let's yeah. not underestimate again how quickly those people breed. I mean, they have huge broods of little brown stubbies that are four foot tall and you know ten or eleven per pack. Could hey, Alex, how, how come all these leftists? Why, why doesn't that woman in what's that woman's name there in Kirksville? Why doesn't she take some uh, mong or some uh, New Orleans niggers right into her house? I mean, she, big middle class woman like that, she ought to be able to fit two or three families in there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. I couldn't believe the stats. Blacks are are projected to have a population increase of seventy one percent. These Hmong and other Asians, two hundred and twelve percent, two thousand. Uh, yeah, you'd think they'd all be over here after, you know, the war. And I know they're trying to bring another 15,000 over from Thailand, I think. I think there's some camps out there. But just the, the natural increase of this group is, is tremendous. Like I said, it's more than Mexicans. So sorry for you if you live in Minnesota or Wisconsin. Be prepared to read another 50 stupid articles from Gannett or, or one of these other ridiculous paper chains talking about their culture. The culture coming to our culture, the clash of cultures. 
You know, they don't have a culture. They they're, they sacrifice animals. That's not culture. And what I've read, uh, it seems that these Somalis and Hmong and whatever, you know, they're just not kind of filtering in now. They literally load them up on C-141s and drive them to the nearest uh, major metropolitan airport, whether that's Minneapolis or, or uh, Milwaukee, you name it. And, and from there, uh, they get transports into the mid Midwestern hinterlands. Yeah, you'd think there would be an end to the religious uh, liberalism of some of these crazy Christian groups like the Lutherans. It's just like a big Jim Jones death cult. That's what it is. They're just drinking their multi-cult Kool-Aid. It is. Uh, the the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints was busy uh, taking 15,000 extra refugees in 2004 uh, because they closed a refugee camp in Thailand. So... Uh, Googled that and found that uh, that was also the case. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Did those get over here? I remember they were uh, talking about that a couple of years ago. They had uh, 8,000 more in a, in a camp. I'm willing to bet they did. And, and yeah. now they just, they're just talking about arming themselves. They, they figure they're not armed enough with, with uh, uh, Russian SKS rifles. Is that it? Did you see that? Right. Apparently yeah, the, the Hmong want to rearm. Well, being that they're being degraded on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, i got to fight the edge of these. The NSM's up there throwing flyers at them. That's awfully dangerous. Well, that brings us to our second point tonight. Uh, Hale gets sent uh, to the maximum security prison in Colorado. Uh, as reported earlier, Matt Hale isn't going to peek in as he wished. As a matter of fact, Matt Hale didn't get anything he wanted. Yesterday, he was on the move, according to the Bureau of Prisons website. Today, he's taking up residence a long way from home. This might close a very long chapter in an encyclopedic volume, but we all know that it's a long way from over for now. However, we can finally exhale. This is an article written by Nicole Nichols, Citizens Against Hate. Yeah, she's the one that's been invading message boards like uh, Stormfront and VNN. Uh, another thing, where they, where they sent Matt, that's where they keep uh, several members of the order, including David Lane. Again, this, these kind of draconian, uh, gulag-type long sentences are reserved uh, essentially for white people, at least when they involve talking against the multi-cult. And, of course, he was literally a high priest, and so uh, he was singled out. He was first set up with Tony Evola by the FBI. The FBI paid Tony Evola, and as I pointed out in a previous Goy fire, he actually met Tony Avola when, when Matt and some of his followers were being assaulted while they used their First Amendment rights to pass out literature face-to-face. -face. For people who are watching this, white people, Jews want them to be cowed by this kind of draconian treatment of white activists, whereas a nigger activist, uh, you know, wear a Muslim hat, a black Muslim hat is one we're going to talk about today and become a state, state senator in a white state uh, up in the northeast. Uh, whites who take the uh, white variant of that, that is uh, uh, radical white activism, will be punished. And the prison, uh, again, where Matt was sentenced, where a lot of the order are, including David Lane. So Tony Avola, who was the FBI agent who set Matt up and essentially got him that 40-year sentence, Tony Avola was making 25000 a year as well documented from the FBI for over two years. And when he met Matt, Matt and some of his followers were passing out literature on the streets of Chicago, face-to-face, -face, First Amendment right, and suddenly they were assaulted. Now, Tony Avola, who's physically strong and so forth, uh, came in and, and fought and essentially saved Matt. 
so the story goes. Quite clearly, the FBI set up the entire assault because you don't inject your agent in the midst of all of this. Uh, you know, this is not just some happenstance that the FBI uh, provocateur comes in at the moment of uh, imminent danger, actual danger. Right, so, and then they all run away as if on mm -hmm. command. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, again, this is the equivalent in 2005 of uh, the gulag, essentially. We've seen time and time again on VNN Forum, and you can see it on Stormfront, too, how how heinous mud criminals who who are, you know, butt-fucking white girls, you know, assault them, murder them, uh, stick knives in their throats, multiple murders. Uh, I, I've proven it time and time again. If you don't believe me, just look at my threads. They'll get less than 40 years in some cases, many cases, less than life for even yeah, a murder a rape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot less than that. They'll get, sure. uh, you know, I was just reading about some Jew, you know, run over, runs. Are we talking about that later maybe? But uh, runs over a guy with a car, gets maybe five-year suspended sentence and special mm -hmm. special sentencing, special uh, jail conditions. It, it does scare front whites. A lot, a lot of people are scared. You know, they go, "Oh God, don't go there." You know, don't don't talk about white people. But then we know that's verboten. Yeah. Well, this brings us to topic three tonight. Hate comes to Kirksville. As a very personal note, we have a Miss Lockbaum sending emails and whatnot. In fact, we have a copy of of the email on vnnforum.com, where she addresses different people in Kirksville. Alex, perhaps you could fill us in on the blanks. Yeah, in fact, uh, we've set up a separate uh, folder on vnnforum.com. We encourage all you listening to Goyfire to join today. We've got almost 4,000 members. I think we just passed 3,800 uh, on the way to 4,000. And uh, a lot of good, smart people talking about the problems of the day in a free and unfettered manner. Something you don't find very often here in America. But what you do find all over the place is uh, ADL districts where they send people out like, you know, high priests of the church to minister to the, the, the little flocks of people and tell them we must all stand against the evil hate, not represented by killers like Brown Stubby, Bang, 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 or minority criminals selling coke and, and dragging white kids into their, uh, into their sales system, as, as we saw here in Kirksville, but uh, to lecture the guys like us are the bad guys, when in fact we know that we are the good guys. And what happened here, they sneaked in an ADL agent, uh, and I don't even know how to pronounce her name. It's Arresti or something, and she, I think she's out of St. Louis. Last fall when we distributed TAA number two, or you know what, it may have even have been the original TAA issue, uh, she had spoken Not about the that. on the roof issue. Tell that story. <laughs> well, I, pa I passed out TAAs uh, at the high school here while they were putting on a play called uh, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, you know, the, the Jewish standard, why they're doing it here, who knows, but I put a, I put them out here, and this ADL agent holds apparently regular meetings with U various U.S., I guess federal and state attorneys, and they talk about hate, and one of the things they talk about is people passing out newspapers like TAA, so they happen to bring that up. Well, the same woman uh, on the 14th of September came up here and gave a presentation at TSU, and I guess she also followed up and gave a presentation at one of the local Christian churches. And they're talking about, she was talking about hate groups in, uh, in Missouri. And basically what's going on is I put out our first two papers, and the third's almost done, and we're going to be putting that out as well. I put out one and two here in Kirksville on, on the campus and around the community, and some of the local uh, real estate people and, and uh, 
couple of the academics looking to make a name for themselves and, and move up in the ranks of political correctness sent out an email, and then one of them was trying to dig up information on me from a relative of mine. And uh, the guy used to be head of Truman State here named Magruder, and I know that he knows my uncle. I, they were probably in the same class or something way back in the 50s. And uh, anyway, I don't know Magruder. I've never met him, but it turns out that the woman who circulated one of the emails is named Lori Magruder Lockbaum. And she wrote her Ph.D. thesis on a figure associated with the desegregation movement, i.e. the movement to destroy white civil rights, uh, Brown versus Board of Education, which we, Craig and I both demonstrated against that last year. Well, she's in favor of that. There, she's in favor of bringing blacks into Kirksville and destroying it. Uh, as, as we see also on the same thread that I mentioned in the VNN Forum Kirksville section, you can find a thread that links, or you can find a link to a local KTVO and ABC affiliate where they discuss a white kid getting caught up in a black drug ring. Why are there blacks in Kirksville, which is 96% white? Well, because the Jews have passed all these, these fair housing laws that force uh, people building uh, new housing units to put aside a certain percentage for low-income people, asterisk meaning basically minorities, meaning basically you pay out of your pocket to bring in these blacks to fuck up your community, and then people like this lockdown put a good face on that and claim that you're doing good. And they're not doing good. They're screwing things up. And we stand against that. And then they bring in the ADL to tell everybody, oh, this is hate. This is hate. If, if you don't want your community filled with problem-causing violent minorities like bang, 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 and, and uh, America's 35 million niggers, then you're the hater. So the battle is joined. And you can be assured that we will be passing out issue three and issue four and issue five and issue six, and all of them will be circulating on the campus here. And they'll be circulating throughout the Kirksville community, and they'll be circulating nationwide. That's where it stands right now. But what it was was they brought her in, and she had a meeting at uh, TSU. I didn't know about it. The paper apparently ran a little blurb a couple days after the fact. I saw an email a couple days after the fact. Uh, but apparently she may be coming back or someone may be coming back and they're going to, they're going to try to form some, you know, typical United citizens against hate, hate being their term for whites who want to defend themselves. And so what what was that with Catholics? Uh, That was a, Oh, she, she, she made a, uh, she put out a blatant lie and I'm guessing that she is, I don't think she's a Jew. I'm, I'm almost positive. I mean, anywhere else you'd think that Lockbaum is a Jewish name, and, and her husband may be a Jew, but she's uh, whatever Magruder is, but but uh, just a, a Protestant. I know he's uh, been involved with some religious stuff. But she claimed that I had wanted to kill all Catholics, which is utterly ridiculous. I mean, BNN is Catholic <laughs> moderators. But if this is typical of how the ADL and their agents operate. They just, it's whatever shit will stick, they'll throw out the wall. They will say anything about you and, and trust that it will leave a bad residue in the minds of the person hearing. And they will think, well, maybe it's true or maybe it's not true. But either way, I better stay away from him and be scared like a good little sheep. And, and that's very much their way. And they have, a, they have institutional backing for all this. That's what makes it so damaging. When you said her father was involved in, I think, some religion or something, there's an essay on VNN's front page today, and uh, it essentially chronicles how he's involved in digs in Israel, and not only that, but uh, he was in mm-hmm. Israel at the same time the Pope was and gave him a book, and then uh, the essay has yeah. said, what are the chances of this? You know. Well, I, again, I, I don't know all the details. All I know is that the guy, uh, Jack Magruder, was the president of TSU up until like two years ago. And then he retired, and they brought in... Uh, 
uh, a now feminist lookalike from New York State who's, you know, pushing diversity and says all the typical semitically correct things. He's just a, li he's a liberalized Protestant type who thinks, you know, we're mm. going to make one world by mixing all the people and everybody uh, being a good multiculturalist. But, but that's not an anomaly. Those guys, those types are everywhere nowadays. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's the same type who was in charge of my school at Pomona, who, uh, yeah. you know, they're like, like the same mindset that heads up like the Lutheran Immigration and Relief Services that will import all these monkeys and, and stick them in your community and then act real surprised when they rape people and, and uh, just go nuts because, you know, they've never seen a doorknob before. Right, it's sort of a chickens mix. in a coop. It's yeah, look at look at where university presidents live in their houses and what they're living with. So they meet with these uh, government-paid, you know, uh, nigger activists and uh, assure them at their cocktail parties how, oh yes, we're going to bring more. Well, they and, they, they preserve their positions and they sell out basically any whites under them who aren't you know PhDs sure. or aren't aren't the elite like they fancy they are. Well, now yeah. this is his daughter, uh, Julie Lockbaum is his daughter. Through marriage, she's gone from Magruder to Lockbaum, and uh, she's a PhD in some silly education-related thing. And I'm not; she's some sort of professor over there at Truman, I think, or else she's director of some uh, education and training. It's something like faculty training, I think, is what it is. Well, well, since since they're all at Truman State, uh, let's get some TA3s with inserts about we need a new 1954 Truman-inspired Operation Wetback in this country. Well, we we uh, will wrote her. White Will already wrote her a letter uh, bringing up various uh, anti-Jew quotes and, and uh, racist quotes from Harry Truman, the uh, guy that the university is named for. So maybe they can produce a little leftist movement to get rid of uh, the name Harry S. Truman. Of course, they've already well, changed do that. like five or six times. But Yeah, well, they're already trying to get a lot of mud on the U.S. money now. That's the latest movement. And so, of course, because that's a document that's circulated everywhere in the country, this is not going to stop people, all you people listening. It's not going to stop. It hasn't stopped for the past 40 years. And you people that aren't yep. young enough to, to remember it, I'm telling you. Yeah, it only goes one direction. That's right. And the more powerful they get, the more arrogant they become, and the, the more confident they feel that they can defame absolutely everything, and they rip off every plaque and just... Mm -hmm erase the memory of all these evil white people. And that's why they're targeting you specifically now. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. The ADL's hack and their approach is to claim that they represent the community. Well, you say, but, but no, you're, you're 2% and you're left-wing Jewish freaks. You know, you have all kinds of alliances with mobsters. You give, you give awards to pornographers. You don't represent anything. They'll say, well, we can smear the fuck out of you. And, and people go, oh, okay. Uh, so they either work with them or they keep real quiet and they let these these Jews come in and pussify the entire community, but that won't happen in my case. I'm going to fight them. And they don't represent the community, whereas lenders have been in this community ever since it was founded, back around the time of Still, the guy who invented, uh, what is it, the, uh, uh, what am I trying, the osteopathy. You know, you twist the bones and heal the disease. There's a big university here for that. And, uh, in fact, a couple of my relatives were important in getting the university that is today Truman State established here in Kirksville as opposed to Sedalia where other people wanted it. So the Jews don't speak for this community. They don't represent it. This community has nothing to do with Jewish hate values. And they but, are but, interlopers and outsiders. But yet all of the people listening, Alex, must keep in mind, too, when all of these signs are all around us, like uh, bang, 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 and, and uh, now they, they're moving into Missouri. Imagine where, where they had to send federal troops, a whole divisions in the Civil War to get Missouri to go with the north. And not only that, but the border ruffians, William Quantrill, and all those guys were mm -hmm. down from those counties, Lafayette County. Mm -hmm. They're moving into the very heartlands, 
of white America, that which is left, the Midwestern and Mid-South states, and yeah. uh, they're telling us how it's going to be. You've got yeah, to, you've just got to stand up for your own interests. We don't um, have. We are south. the The liberal Christian insanity pretty much starts at the Iowa border and goes up to Canada. We we are in the Southern Bible Belt religious insanity, if you want to take that tack. But it's a much more Southern flavored state, definitely than uh, than mm-hmm. Iowa or Northern Illinois and, and Wisconsin. Certainly, there's a lot of sympathy for the South. Actually, yeah. Well, yeah. Kirksville is up in the northeast corner, and I'm saying that. So, and it only gets stronger as you go down south. Somewhere between rapture and end times. Yeah, well, I don't know how you want to put it. The, the, the northern ones are the crazy, insane Lutheran people who are nice and extremely gullible, and the, the Baptists are the uh, the ones who are kind of dumb, and, and their preachers tell them that, yeah, we're going to solve America's problems by race mixing. They're bought preachers tell them. <laughs> and Why they don't believe it. If it wouldn't involve bringing niggers to Kirkville, it's too bad you couldn't challenge that woman to bring... Uh, some uh, AIDS-infected, uh, crack-smoking, uh, full-on New Orleans niggers right into her house. You know. Well, we're still doing we're still still doing research on who who exactly is involved with this. But she she circulated these emails. One of them was trying to dig up dirt from a relative of mine, and uh, uh, was circulating this lie that that VNN advocated uh, killing Catholics. This was circulated to basically every mover and shaker in Kirksville, which is a town of seventeen thousand people. So I've written her a letter uh, demanding that she retract that uh, that big lie, and we've posted an essay uh, talking about her and some of her background, and we'll continue to uh, circulate the truth if she decides to keep on circulating private lies, and we'll confront her at every possible opportunity. The Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Live chat. 24-7. IRC or Java. Pick your poison. White racialist. Intercourse. Live and online. VNN Live. That's right. Live chat for VNN. VNN.MINE.NU. 1488-join. Number VNN. And for you Java folks, HTTP. Colon double slash vnn dot mine dot nu colon eighty eight slash vnn live antis need not apply. Come get some. Free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio. Sizzle, my niggas, it's time for the TMB section of our program. Okay, well, this brings us to our non-Western part of the program, TNB. We have a few choice stories from this week. Uh, In Katarina's wake, storm relief money spent at strip clubs. Police in Houston find misuse of FEMA's $2,000 debit cards. On the heels of a report earlier this week, that Atlanta-area Katerina victims were using $2,000 debit cards to purchase luxury items like Louis 
Vinton handbags. Houston police yesterday discovered the cards provided by FEMA and the Red Cross being used at a local strip club. Houston Police Department just formed a task force to investigate the abuse of the cards, which were distributed to thousands of Katarina Hurricane victims to provide for necessities such as food, clothing, and toiletries. The first day, the police found the cards being used to buy beer while ogling exotic dancers. (laughs) What what was Celine Dion said? Let them touch those things for once. <laughs> I'm sure the Christians were flabbergasted. Uh, you know, have you ever seen a, have you ever seen niggers plop down plastic? You know, an attendant or a girl, you know, white girl, most often, you know, she'll reach out to take their card and they'll just toss it down there. You know, like there it is. <laughs> That's what I pictured when I heard the story. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. What can you say about it? It's a uh, but spooks are funny people. Americans want to see how they live, and uh, I think BNN is going to help that uh, to continue. Yeah, they're uh, funny when they're not being violent. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. not well, to be even back fun- to reality, but it would be even funnier if it was someone else's money. It's a long road to complete destruction, Aegis. It takes you some years, and uh, uh, there'll be comedic aspects, and then there'll be the horrific, which are more and more there. But uh, the United States now is in. The beginning stages of, I think, a complete break apart. The, the, pretty soon, the, the, the money's going down, down, down. That's not going to change, and it happens because of events such as this, when several billions of dollars are just passed out for, essentially, uh, titty bars and Louis Vuitton luggage. It comes from us. At what point does the whites stop being suckers? I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I saw a great video about these New Orleans uh, evacuees in Houston. Let me tell you, the black, the blacks in Houston were none too happy to see them. They got instant access to housing and other things that they were waiting on themselves. So they were taking the free shit uh, that they had dibs on. And uh, let me tell you, the welcoming uh, commission uh, wasn't as uh, enthusiastic. Yeah, a lot of the stories are focusing on nigger and spick gangs, local ones who are going to have turf wars now with the incoming nigger and spick gang. <laughs> yeah, blacks are just not as welcoming as whites in that regard. It's like, you want my shit? You better step off, bitch. I mean, they, they're, they're totally incorrigible. They're embarrassingly stingy when it comes to stuff like that. I wish for TA4 there have been a lot of pictures published already of the ones turning up and, uh, you know, the local niggers who try to pretend like they're refugees. <laughs> They've caught so many of them and they're very funny, you know, just a mugshot. They're appearing by the hundreds. We only get a few of the pictures, you know, and they'll uh, yeah. imagine they're probably catching, you know, one and one hundredth of one percent at the very most. Yeah. Well, listen, I got a couple quotes here from a guy who was uh, volunteering at the what is it, George Brown Convention Center, I think he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, George R. Brown Convention. I went to volunteer on Saturday at the George R. Brown Convention for two reasons. I wanted to help people and get a warm, fuzzy feeling of curiosity. I started by handing out cold water bottles to evacuees as they got off the bus. Many would take them, and only 20% or less said thank you. Lots of them would shake their heads and ask for sodas. So this went on for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got some old pie, man. Fuck this shit. Water. 
Fuck right? you. <laughs> 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 I come from water. Maybe we cover with water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to shift some knee high in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're all it's descending. Like from high, high, <laughs> They're all descending. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he says. Uh, so this went on for uh, twenty, thirty minutes until I was sick of being an unappreciated servant. So uh, then he goes over to the food section. He says the following things are graphic, truthful, and discuss irrational behavior. Irrational behavior. That guy's having some kind of break there. <laughs> well, this is a guy like kind of waking up to the black reality. If Achilles comes slowly to receive this mountain of food that is worth serving to a king, I tell them that we have two types of great deli sandwiches to choose from, ham and turkey. Many look at the food in disgust and demand burgers, pizza, and even McDonald's. <laughs> Jason's deli is better than McDonald's. Only one out of ten people who took something would say thank you. The rest took items as if it was their God-given right to be served without a shred of appreciation. They would that is fucked up. The idiotic needs to go in there and have those niggers punch that white man. They, they complained that we didn't have enough, that we didn't have good enough food. They refused food and laughed at us. They treated us volunteers as if we were slaves. No, slaves, not all of them, of course, but 70% did. 20, 20% were appreciative. 10% took the food without any comment. The other 70% had some disgusting comment to say. Some had the nerve to laugh at us, and when I snapped back at them for being mean, they would curse me. Needless right. to say, I was in utter shock. How come Sheridan doesn't put MTV on the Jumbotron? That is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so they would eat their food and leave their mess on the table. Some would pick up their stuff. Uh, many, some would pick up their stuff. Many would leave it for the volunteers to pick up. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw many young ladies carrying mattresses, and I helped for a while. Then I realized something. There were hundreds of able-bodied young men who could help. I asked a group of young evacuees in their teens and 20s to help. I got cursed at for asking them to help. One said, we lost our fucking home. Do you want us to work? The next said, yuck, cracker, you got a home. We don't. I looked at them in disbelief. Here are women walking by carrying their beds, and these guys can't lift a finger and help themselves. Why should we help? Here, I think capital letters. Why the shit should we help? Should I help people who don't want to help themselves? Hey, turn uh, the other cheek, brother. <laughs> pretty much the point. I mean, raise it up and let that nigga butt fuck you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they'll. They will. You try to help them. All you're doing is it, it is. It's kind of like drowning a you know a dying man's going to grasp around and they're going to drag you down. We won't be able to drag them up. They will drag us down. They have everywhere they've spread. The white man's yeah. not on top. Uh, he's going to be on the bottom. There's no in-between. Uh, well, even Sean Penn right. was down there toting a shotgun. <laughs> and he's a real anti-gun guy. Did you see the pictures of me slogging through the, the water? It looked like I had yeah. a big tote gauge. <laughs> but that's what you get for for helping the blacks. A big fuck you and a kick in the ass. And they ask you if you got a daughter. Yeah, and then the, and then the young white kids want to imitate that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, well, yeah. They come up here to Kirksville and they start, you know, they... People around here, some of them, some of the dumber ones, kids might think they're cool. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They want to be on TV that they're just as good as you and me, and that they're cool. They sure don't show white whites being cool for being. Yeah, that's Murray Rothstein TV. Self-contained. For, for those of you who don't know, that's Murray Rothstein MTV. That's the Jew who's promulgating this crap to your white kids. He's and the owner. Get the white kid busted for selling uh for selling coke, and and yeah, and the mother says, yeah, well. Or not the mother, but a different person said, "Yeah, he was hanging, He started hanging out with the blacks, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Blacks will create problems for you that are exactly the same kind of problems they have for themselves. They're screwed up. We don't need them. 
Yeah, well, we have a story here. When they're not being ghetto fabulous, they're carjacking and killing people, as we see here, uh, out of Atlanta. The woman was leaving for work on Tuesday morning when she encountered a knife-wielding man on her front porch. Ackworth police spokesman Wayne Dennard said the man beat the woman and raped her, then forced her to drive to an ATM to withdraw money. The woman jumped out of the car and ran into the bank, and the man fled in her car. This uh, continues on. Uh, Pierce said the suspect entered the SUV and was running towards a nearby gas station when he was shot and killed in the middle of the roadway by a man who had gotten out of a southbound Dodge pickup truck. So uh, there was some street... Hey, hey, just, there are two cases there, you see. There was one, the same guy committed both crimes. It was five or seven days previous. So he had raped and taken the first woman to the ATM machine. And in the second case, this woman, Boyd, who's a very beautiful white woman, I, I wish we could squeeze her in TA3 because she's just a really beautiful white woman. She's gone now. But uh, he just had her... too damn many, Craig, and, and, there's, and yeah. you can even, there's plenty of good ones. Yeah. Plenty of uh, well, very good, beautiful. not good ones, but good-looking ones. She's I mean, 30 years old, though. She's 30. With, with one of them. She but dropped her little boy off at daycare that day, man. I, I know, I know, but you're right. I understand that. I, I mean, there's more. I, I, I want to make another comment, too, because Jared Taylor just came out with a revised uh, The Color of Crime, and he claims there's something like one thing that I don't think he says that's obviously true is they aren't giving you the real statistics yeah. on this stuff. I mean, they're giving you a watered down that, that's as close as they can get to where people's eyes won't jump out of their head when they see it. But I guarantee you it is it is probably at least two to three times worse than what they actually say and, and might well be 10 to 20 times worse. I factor backwards from the fact that the media covers everything up and presents stuff so misleadingly that why would they tell the truth? The truth well, speaking is about misleadingly, what they say. Yeah, speaking about that, the, the, they believed uh, at first that this guy was reported, this nigger was, was a uh, refugee from uh, New Orleans, whatever they call him, African from African fleeing, I don't know. But uh, then he showed up in Georgia. Later, the story said, oh, he had relatives in the Ackworth area. Well, that's Cobb County, Georgia, which was used to be one of the most conservative places in the U.S. I suppose in pockets it still is. But check this story, you guys. They were out on the freeway, so he's got her in her Toyo in her own white Toyota SUV, I believe it was, and uh, fighting with her. And so a white man witnessed it, and. Somehow in the midst of the fight between the nigger and, and Ms. Boyd, all of a sudden uh, a concrete truck uh, just mowed over the SUV. You know, they were fighting in the midst of traffic, so a conc and, 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 and the Boyd woman was killed instantly. So then the nigger jumped out, and a white man jumped out of his Dodge truck. And, you know, our posters on the forum are so perceptive. At that point, it wasn't reported that this was a white man, although we all knew it. But as a proof, the guys, one of our guys said, a Dodge truck, I guarantee that was a white man. And sure enough, later it turned out what it was. But anyway, he gave chase to this nigger. Uh, and, and the white man had a, 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 I guess he had a permit to carry because he had it in a shoulder holster. But he didn't have it drawn then. And the nigger finally pointed at him with his. And, and you know, I thought he was going to intimidate the average white man. And the guy just pulled out his weapon by response, according to all the witnesses, and dropped him dead right there. And one guy said, hey. it's not at all like you see. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just cheering. It's just such a good story. And, uh, uh, I'm sure they tried to find every way, way possible to uh, prosecute the white, but it just, it just wasn't working out. In fact, he made a lot of statements about first, and then the next day he said, "My lawyer said uh, I shouldn't, I should oh, wait yeah. until see what happens." But uh, 
they're not going to be able to get him because this is a multiple fucking rapist, a kidnapper, carjacker, and they're not going to be able to get him. And now, whether or not he was originally from New Orleans, even if he had relatives in the Ackworth area, well, that's all lost in the ozone. You know, we're never going to find out. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if the Atlanta nigger media doesn't just cover that up if he is from New Orleans. But, uh, but, but this is the thing: these people are are not people. It's it's just like land sharks. It really is like swimming in a pool where someone's dumped in sharks and everybody's just pretending. Oh, there's no sharks in here. They're not sharks. They're just people who you know don't need to come up for air. I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> I mean, imagine how. Imagine if this is your daughter, your wife, your girlfriend, and you have to lose it because some fucking fucking nigger. I mean, and, and you some well, white people do that. Yeah, maybe one out of a, a million whites might do something like that. Yeah. But the problem is about a hundred thousand out of a million blacks do stuff like that. It happens all the time. I mean, if you're on my end, you're getting these stories coming in from chain and trying to format them up for the paper. I mean, you're going, damn, damn, damn. I mean, it's it's just a stream of these coons attacking humans for no reason, and it really isn't reported outside the local areas. And in the local areas, it's, it's, it's very carefully played down. They, a lot of times they don't even mention race. It's an you know, isolated incident. It's artificially neutralized, and, and it's, it's go to sleep there. You know, they, yeah, well, here's what happened. The nigger saw the beautiful white woman. He wanted to fuck her. He saw she also had a Toyota. Hey, that's the damn good car. There's two plus two. That's the fucking niggers, uh, you know, one plus one or whatever. It's really that simple. And he's high on crack all day and all night. You know, moving on, that's just one of many. We have here a, a Connecticut senator resigns after federal raid. Uh, the political storm and whispers surrounding Fe Senator Newton began back when federal agents raided his office in Hartford earlier this year were brought to a fever pitch last month when the director of Bridgeport Social Service Agency pleaded guilty to bribing a state elected official. Quote, our justice system is real simple, that a man is innocent until proven guilty. But in black America, you don't see that. End quote, Newton said at a news conference. The, the FBI raided his office, first of all, and... I don't know why he hasn't been prosecuted yet. If the hundred thousand dollars with the nonprofit again, they won't don't name the nonprofit. That's a five hundred one c three. In case you don't know, and those are all over this country propagandizing your family, and they don't tell you which one this is, and they also haven't indicted this guy. So it was serious enough that he knew he was nailed or resigned. And uh, I wonder if the FBI just didn't visit him and suggest, Are you sure you're not going to resign? You're not thinking about it or whatever? Because that's what they do. They lean on people. And uh, with the implication being, you know what, if you resign, it will all go away. Might not have come out and said it. but uh, And this guy, uh, well, I, I call him a sharp-dressed man because he's wearing one of these Muslim, uh, Muslim, uh, yeah, Muslim hats. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a suit. Saturday Night Live caricature of a black yeah. radical. Yeah. Now, now, again, black Muslims have very pronounced, uh, if you want to use the uh, ADL's term, hateful uh, speech about whites. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, you're not going to see creators or somebody like that going into uh, nigger districts and getting elected the way this guy got uh, elected up in a white state. I don't know about his district. It's probably all multicult now. But uh, then they said he'd been addicted to drugs, too, at one point. And here's what one of these whites said, who was his colleague. He said, uh, I suppose he used to slam heroin. You know, when you're addicted to drugs, they're not talking about he liked to smoke pot. So it was either a... 
it was some serious kind of drug. Uh, he said he would be ruined and couldn't battle back. To, uh, what does he say? A white politician? Uh, oh yeah, he said Newton uh, battled back from drug addiction. What do you mean battle back? You know, can you think of a white man in the U.S. Senate or the House? The only one I can think of is Robert Kennedy Jr. Jr. He used to slam heroin, right? He's down to uh, two or three lines a day. <laughs> well, well, is this a fucking qualification to get elected in this country? You battle back from heroin or cocaine? Change. Battle back these phrases. I'm sorry, the phrase is really. Craig, he's battling a history of 400 years of oppression. Yeah. He survived up until this very day. He's a victim of the white man and the white line. And the little white rock. The white man's cocaine into the nigger territory. <laughs> Yeah, he looks. He totally looks like he's about to spout some asinine black nationalist rhetoric. Uh, yeah. He don't. He don't have AIDS yet. He reminds me of Eddie Murphy doing that. I want to kill white people. C I L L kill. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, wasn't this the area where that story we had a, a while back in the earlier Goy Fire uh, about uh, some club? Remember that? Sure. He was, yeah. he was up in the same area as this. Uh, New Hampshire, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of the, those who think there aren't any no-good niggers up in the Northeast are just playing wrong. Wherever they go, it doesn't seem to matter. It's not the geography. It's not the place. It seems to be the race. Yeah, random. It could have, could have happened anywhere. In other words, a nigger may get the drop on you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's it, a nigger it, in it, Toronto. It's a nigger in London. It's a nigger in Hartford. It's a nigger wherever it is. Yeah, well, this this was, of course, just an isolated incident. Uh, in in New uh, in Connecticut, uh, the liberals uh, or whatever who live there won't put two to two together. I'm sure. Who let the Jews out? Who? Jews. Uh. Who let the Jews out? Jews. 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 It was puzzling for the mostly African American guest at Cam Williams, who had been evacuated from a destroyed New Orleans to Utah, to suddenly see a rabbi. With a yarmulke about, about to address them in their temporary military <laughs> home. It was even stranger for them to suddenly recognize that that rabbi was the radio host whom the Utah papers have been reporting all week had lost his radio show after using the program to stage an event that would assist the evacuees to find permanent homes in the white middle class neighborhoods that Mormon Utah is famous for. Uh, this is J-Post, so this this is why this article is slanted in a very odd way, uh, jpost.com. Uh, and it is positively startling for them to hear the message that the rabbi delivered. Some say that the government's response to Hurricane Katrina was delayed because most of the victims were black. I don't know if such accusations are true, but what I do know is that when I visited New Orleans six weeks ago, I saw what I have seen all over America, namely white neighborhoods and black neighborhoods. A country that calls itself the United States, blah, 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 continues to be shamefully segregated. What Hurricane Katrina provided, though, it's through its curse of displacing so many hundreds of thousands of African-American residents is the possibility for the blessing of true racial integration by having these black families welcome yeah, all over the country into white neighborhoods permanently. Yeah. Orthodox Jews are really noted for integrating with other people 
black mm-hmm. or white. I mean, what a joke. You send some up to the heiress that the New Square Yids have up there in New York State. Send a few thousand niggers in there and see how they like it. But it's as always with the Jew, it's one standard for them and another standard for you. Let me read a quote from William uh, Pierce that uh, that makes a point that uh, pretty much this whole show reflects the truth of. The average white person can no longer look on America as his family. He no longer feels part of it. It's just a place in which he happened to have been born and happens to be living. He no longer feels a kinship with all other Americans. And and why would we feel a kinship with the New Orleans nigger or uh, a monk up in Minneapolis who sacrifices animals on his front lawn? These aren't Americans. Mexicans, the 40 million Mexicans aren't Americans. They, they have no, nothing to do with us. They're only here because Jews like this Boteach let them in. And we must retake control from those Jews. And that is the, that is the, the bottom line to everything that we've ever said on Goyfire, is the Jew is responsible for this stuff, for changing our immigration policy. Well, that that Boteach uh, you're, you're citing, uh, that, that fellow is the guy who was uh, Michael Jackson's good pal. He used to be on TV yeah. frequently with Jackson during the first child abuse case. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I, I, his name sounded familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who that is. And then, secondly, when that, when he's talking about the curse of this storm, let me tell the listeners of Goyfire that Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, who's the head of the Shah's party in Israel, Rabbi Ovadia Yosef said that uh, the Jewish God was so angry about Gaza having been evacuated by Sharon that he sent Hurricane Katrina. So I guess the Jewish yeah. God is pissed off at the New Orleans niggers. You know, when they find something that works, they don't give up on it. They keep going back to it. And God said Israel had this land for all time. You know, they, they got that trick written into the Bible. It has nothing to do with them, but uh, it works. So, you know, they go right back to it, even when they think they're going to get a bigger gain on the back end. Yavadi Yosef used to be the head Sephardic rabbi, and the other, um, the current head Sephardic rabbi in Israel, his whole family was arrested for kidnapping a few weeks back. The entire family, brother, sister, mom, everything. I guess he came home and had to make his own uh, TV dinner. I don't know. Sounds like a conspiracy. <laughs> it's a Jewish passion play. Well, we have number two on our TJB uh, section. Uh, this is uh, Moshi Kaver from Baltimore. When a Baltimore judge sentenced Moshi Kaver to five years in prison for nearly killing a boy over a marijuana debt, she said the son of a Park Heights rabbi was no different from violent drug dealers from Cherry Hill. Yet, the 19-year-old is being treated differently. Caver has served the first 10 months of his prison sentence not in a state facility, but in the city's central booking and intake center, an often crowded facility that typically houses detainees after they are arrested. There, Caver has special privileges such as occupying one of a dozen solitary cells and more lenient visitation rules, according to internal records. His mother brings him a kosher meal every day, the prosecutor said. Just walks into jail, just like that, and brings his own food? That looks like something out of Gunsmoke or something. <laughs> I didn't see that. Are you serious? Well, he, he has special yeah, dietary yeah, needs, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just another example of the double standard that Jews are afforded in every area of society, even prisons. 
They get special food. They get special accommodations. They get special privileges to call on the phone. And well, they're Jews. They're special people, you know. But don't you ever criticize them or demand equal treatment for yourself? That's anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic to be demand <laughs> to be treated as well as the Jews are. You can be treated as well as the Jews, but you're going to have to take back your own country. Right now, it's in their grip. Well, here they say the victim, Eddie Massera, whose family lives in Brooklyn, New York, spent about five weeks in a coma. He suffered permanent injuries, the prosecutor said, including blindness in his right eye, loss of feeling in his right leg, facial scars, loss of memory, and damage to his speech. Yeah, but he was run over by a Jew, so he should really feel honored. I mean, what is the sacrifice of some hearing and vision? Yeah, the the, the debt be morally upgraded by a Jew via yeah, an the, automobile. The debt was uh, presumably uh, the debt has been rumored to be uh, in the, uh, about twenty dollars was the debt to a Jew. That's a lot of money. <laughs> to the Jews are not going to give up that twenty bucks. <laughs> I mean, if the Grand Canyon was formed over a over a drop penny, I mean, what? <laughs> oh, I think you know where I'm going. Hey, just I, I wanted to mention something I just forgot on that last story too. It ties in with TJB, typical Jewish behavior, and uh, that is is that uh, one of the regents, he may have been the head of the South Dakota State University. He brought uh, a lot of these New Orleans AIDS crack niggers into uh, South Dakota, and he's giving them free room and board and free tuition. And uh, I was astounded. I couldn't believe it. And then I had to look up in South Dakota to see um, in this particular city, I think it was Aberdeen, if, if there was indeed a synagogue, and there is. And uh, he's a Jew. And I thought, my God. So it wasn't only Utah. They're trying to get those places to where the courts and the system and the thinking and places like Kirksville to what it is in the court which allowed this case you're talking about now. And... Uh, they're not far from it, really, because in the popular white mind in this country, any way they can uh, reduce themselves, they're willing to do it. Yeah, well, you ha you have a thread on the forum uh, regarding the civil uh, or the Supreme Court and the no-hide laws. Uh, what does what is that exactly? What well, the no-hide laws uh, they essentially stem from uh, Jewish theology, and as Doctor uh, uh, or Professor Kevin McDonald, he's a PhD, is a doctor too. As he pointed out, uh, in the culture of critique, up until the third quarter of the 19th century, Jews would essentially debate Talmudic law back and forth. And so in this country, there's a lot of, of that influence, not only in the Supreme Court, but there's a fascination within the uh, white legal world with the history of Jewish law, the bantering back and forth, or the actual dialogue uh, of the meaning of this or that. But uh, essentially, it's just word games going back and forth. The same way uh, Freud was involved in, in elaborate word games, uh, not based in science at all. And yet, Freud is still thought by many people, many very well-educated people, most people with university degrees, saying, "Well, he was wrong in some respects, but not in all." Besides being, I believe, he was a cocaine addict too, wasn't he, Alex Freud? Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. I think Einstein might fit under that definition, too. I mean, he would basically take other people's theories and concoct elaborate backstories justifying them, and, and that's yeah. kind of how he made his way scientifically. They're, they're very uh, talented wordsmiths. Mm -hmm. well, well, uh, what I remember was they, they were all shut up in their own little communities, and they had these, yeah, they, their ideal is the Jews are only, male, adult male Jews are only supposed to sit around and study the Talmud and debate it. 
that's why they have no trouble living off of the, the federal dime, like up at New Square, where they're all subsidized through their schools and their scams. And, uh, and we pay for it. And when this was unleashed by Napoleon and they were allowed into civil society to become citizens and, and equals of the Christians, they, uh, they, they flock to the law schools and to take over the papers and use their, their verbal ability to organize and network themselves and to, to gain control over us by defining the terms in which we think. And is that serious? I mean, if you defend whites, you're called a hater, and, every, and most people accept that and, and think it's perfectly normal. That shows you the measure of power they've attained. They decide the way that most of us think. We are the exception to that. Well, I, I did hear them talk a lot about no-hide laws and wanting the, the, to... Those uh, are Noahide, I believe. Noahide, Those yeah. are their laws for, uh, for Goyim, for the rest of us, right? Right, yeah. We should do a special show on that, if not a special. There, there's so many arcane aspects of Judaism that most whites don't consider because... You must remember that Jewish people are very expertise at understanding our culture, our history, the way we think, but the, the, the converse is absolutely not true. In other words, very few whites know very much at all about Jewish people, other than that, that they were oppressed and have been throughout history. They have this false persona that they've convinced whites of. But in researching today for uh, Alex's... Uh, hometown having been invaded by the ADL, I referenced the American Jewish Yearbook, which I've mentioned before, from the American Jewish Committee. And again, the current head of the American Jewish Committee, uh, pardon me, that's Jack Rosen, he's the head of the American Jewish Congress. But the American Jewish Committee, is, like the ADL, is involved in all of this. And uh, they cite, on, in their 1953 edition, on page 162, uh, under Jewish Community Relations, they start talking about... Uh, the National Community Relations Advisory Council, and this was uh, established in the 40s. But the long and the short, they put a, um, a goyim up there, Robert and MacGyver, who was the head of Columbia University, or not the head, but a sociology professor. Well, years earlier, he had uh, uh, published and been involved with tracks with uh, Franz Boas at Columbia University. So imagine they put MacGyver, I would presume, is certainly a white, and they put them up as the front man, as the same, same way they did in, in the Hart Seller Immigration Act. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, or they'll put up the local Christians in the community as their, as their uh, PowerPoint now all across the world, and certainly in this or country. Bush and that's why the Iraqi War. Or who? <laughs> yeah. Bush and their goyish front in the Iraqi War, and who will take the blame mm -hmm. when it ultimately falls apart while they scamper on to take on the new guys. Yeah, when, when people like Paul Wolfowitz and, and Pearl and, and, and the EMET, which means truth in Hebrew, and the people like the guy who runs Victoria's Secrets posited these uh, ideas about invading Iraq way, way, you know, before it happened. In other words, the neocon Jews planned all this, and now, now Bush is kind of taking the fall for it. Uh, but what I'm saying is, the more I read and find out, it's just fascinating the interweavings that they use with our own institutions to tell us how things are, how they will be, to, to mythologize, create our own myth mythologies through Julie Hood and, and through their organizations, 501c3s, people like Geraldo down there calling, look at the baby, look at this baby, you know. They're just doing it on every front. And it's just a big bulldozer. And I'm telling you, the last states are going now. The last places where you and your family have a chance to live. Yeah, if you're rich, yeah, you can set up a walled encampment in Texas and live in a $400,000 Texas community, but as we know, a lot of whites who are radical live in these terrible multicultural areas, 
And, and they know firsthand. They're not just theorizing. And, and anybody who's lived in multicult can understand it. It's not theoretical. We know what we're talking about. Right. Well, closing statements. Going to wrap up TA3 this week and get it to the printer early next week. And it's got a lot of great stuff in it, and it's jam-packed, as was TA2. Beyond that, we're going to carry on the fight against the evil ADL, uh, America's premier and original hate group here in Kirksville and elsewhere. And uh, that's it for now. Uh, I'd like to say the reason the ADL, besides the fact that Alex is uh, speaking truth and leading people in speaking truth, the reason they're going after him is because he's effective at doing it. It's not just because he's doing it, he's effective at doing it. It's not just me, it's we, we are effective putting it out nationwide and getting the media response and by simply yes. telling the truth about the Jews and what they're up to, and they find that very yeah. threatening. Yes, they do, uh, because the truth can't be stopped. Uh, you know, there's no reason to uh, pretend that the truth doesn't exist unless you're trying to obfuscate it or hide it. And, and these truths we're talking about do exist, and, and they're right in front of your face, in front of your little girls and your wives when they go out. And we're not going to stop. The, the form right now is... Even in the dead at 2 or 3 in the morning, we have at the, at the least 98 people. And all day long, it's essentially between 100 and 160 people. And some of these people are participating actively. They're doing just as Jews do. They're helping out in material ways. And uh, we're going to get more and more of them with the TA3, I'm quite sure. Yeah, all, all politics is local. And, uh, you know, I, I fight my battles here in Kirksville, and you fight your battles where you are and uh, help network and find other people who think the way we do here in Goy Fire. Uh, the, we are the good guys, of course. Uh, go to vnnforum.com and register today. Join us. Right. Uh, they say news is something somewhere somebody doesn't want you to know, and uh, everything else is advertising. I think we've got some news out tonight, and uh, we're going to keep bringing news to you. Uh, listen in or uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, that you can find on the internet. Google it if you're not sure and um, subscribe. Uh, we are the good guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Stan, for making this show possible. Till next time, America, this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbyes. Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.